And now, it's time for Steamy Potential. A podcast about great ideas for terrible TV shows. It's your hosts, Nick and and welcome. and welcome to another episode of Steamy Potential. Thanks for joining us. That's right. Here Sorry we to are. Put it down again. before we even got started. Uh, guys, this is very, uh, to all our listeners out there, many, many mm. listeners. Uh, mm. It's very many listeners them. right here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> to our one listener. <laughs> to our one listener. Here she is. She's in the room. Uh, it's mm. our, our very first right guest. <laughs> uh, and also a uh, perpetrator of most of our hate mail. It's kind of... Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, I am your biggest fan and harshest critic. Yeah, we call it anthraxarity. <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's what the FBI calls it, which is really nice to have her on the show. Yeah. Physically able to defend herself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, and to litigate us. <laughs> can I tell you? Can I tell you no. like what the crux of the issue is? Yeah, just Please. jump straight Please. in. I'll tell you the crux. Yeah, nice, so, to, nice to have you on. And uh, what, <laughs> well, how was so your day? And blah blah blah. blah. Now attack, attack, with, girl. With your <laughs> um, Shoot bees out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the premise, great. Mm. Every time you come up with a TV show idea. 10 out of 10. Love it. Would okay. watch. Oh, you're attacking the very premise of the show? <laughs> oh, no. Love the premise of the show. Okay. The premise of the show is top-notch, works. It's mm-hmm. a banger. And you can go forever. Thanks. Thank you. Thank the you. problem is when you try to... You can to also l- leave an iTunes review if you want, <laughs> but you don't. Because um, I've got more feelings. The problem is when you try to liken it to another TV show and Nick has not seen that TV show <laughs> and Daniel misremembers that TV show. Yeah. What's um, the problem there? <laughs> the problem is that... <laughs> They say that like the most infuriating thing about um, being a ghost, it's like you're listening to a podcast that you know the trivia to. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the one that made me so furious, I was yelling, was mm. when you said that um, Mary Poppins. It was because the mum was dead, and I was like, no, 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 she has a whole song. <laughs> she is a big feature. Yeah, that was it from the Berenstain Bears situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the ghost of the mum rose up to fight for women's rights yeah, or right. whatever the yeah, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, you're welcome. Long time, first time. Let's unpack. <laughs> well, I tell you, are you uh, watch? Are, are you watching a TV show at the moment? Is there a TV show that what's what's new in your world? Ooh, ooh! I've just started watching the second season of Love on the Spectrum. Oh, okay. This uh, is yeah. the this is the Australian one. Yeah, the Australian one. I love it. I've never heard of it. Um, but well, also the big it. the big thing in my life was that I watched. Um, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Have you seen that? Marvelous Mrs. No, I- Nick, I wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, we, we've all have. seen it, Harry. And I think it's something about a woman uh, <laughs> who loves comedy, um, but her, it's something about her period or something. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen and it. And I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I, for one, will rise up and take it down. I've never seen it, but based on that review, it does sound pretty <laughs> shit. But uh... I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it, Nick. I mean, I haven't like seen it, you know, in the conventional wow. sense. This but is... I've seen the. I've seen it. Uh, that's it brings me to issue number two, which is all your opinions are wrong. <laughs> Every can I one. can I defend that? I think I 
my opinions come from a place of working in a in a DVD shop for so long. I also worked in that same <laughs> DVD shop. I don't Daniel. think so. And and <laughs> we when, worked there when, together. Shush, shush, shush. And when you work in a DVD shop, you only ever see the front covers of movies or stolen glimpses of the. <laughs> The movie that's playing in the the top corner of the store. Yes, I remember. While you're working, because I was there too. I'm explaining to you what it, <laughs> how it is to work in a DVD store. Already. I know. I know. Nick knows because he's worked in one before. Yeah, I've been. So in the one. thing is that you have to you have to learn like to develop snap judgments yeah, right. from nothing but the front cover of a Netflix like Hero Shot or a DVD. Well, my problem with Nick's opinion on Parks and Recreation yeah, was that it seemed Attack. like he had watched some. And yet he was wrong. So uh, that was my oh, big issue there. He said that the first yeah. episode was the best, which is largely acknowledged by critics to be the worst. Oh, I mean, the okay, critics. Okay, volley fired. How wanna, do you respond? I don't want to go against the, the critics and their impervious <laughs> record. But in my opinion, uh, no, look, I, I, mm. I've, I've seen all of Parks and Rec. And, and I, I mean, the first, I thought the first season was, was best. I thought the characterization was much better in um, the first season by the last season. I guess I like my, my main thing was like Leslie Nope kind of, you, mm. when you go back, because I watched the whole season start to finish, uh, the whole uh, series. And then I, I kind of went back just to remember me. where it came <laughs> from. And um, I was like, wow, that like, they really, uh, they really changed her. Like she kind of started off as this kind of like, or slightly idiotic, but like way like over the top kind she of. She started off as Michael Scott from The Office. Right, as like, like the butt yeah. of the joke. Yeah, yeah that's right. Jokes, right. Exactly. And yes. then she ended and up that was like the thing they changed for Congress mm. and like. She you did. Know, that's right. The... They did that on purpose. Yeah. Mm. I, it, yeah, but then it just it became a different show then, didn't it? Like yes. took itself too on seriously. Purpose, Is that the problem? It became a different show. Mm. It became about hope. And optimism, it epitomized the Obama administration, if you remember. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like they drifted from their core competency of comedy and drifted towards inspiration. Don't you start. You haven't. You don't. don't, I can't do it. I can't think of any good jokes anymore. So let's just go for like fame. Yeah, let's just inspire a generation. (laughs) Yeah. Anyone can do that. I will fight you, Nick. I will. <laughs> but isn't that the heart of the issue, that people drift from just making a good, funny show? It is a good, funny show. You are wrong. Well, it I is... haven't seen the latest seasons, <laughs> but the way Wait. Nick's described it makes me feel like it's not funny at all. Like, I mean, my And when I think about that, it makes me angry. don't develop. Like, you know. Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, that like have arrested development. The in characters fact. Stay, stay true. Like your Seinfeld, your arrested development. Yes. Um, yeah. That is a traditional sitcom. I love character comedy where characters change over time. And comedy comes from behavior. You love situational comedy, which is the character stays stagnant. And the situation brings out exactly how you thought that they would react. Mm. Yeah, but then you don't have to develop beyond comedy. It still needs to be funny. Yeah, I think. I think and the way can... Nick's describing the latest seasons <laughs> of Parks and Rec sounds like they've developed beyond comedy. They became people that I cared about, but unfunny people. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> like at least okay, friends they develop as people, and you become in love with them. Do they? But yeah, they get they, married, yeah, they and, get married shit. and shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's development. Yeah, you know, like one someone buys a dog or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they're jobs, still really, really jobs. funny, really funny, um, and super homophobic, which is 
good for if me. If that's your favorite part. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, your favorite is character development um, comedy. Nick's is situational comedy. And mine is like phobia comedy. It um, comes from a place of fear. You know, I was thinking the other day, Daniel, about how in our teen years, there were a lot of things that my teen best years. friend Kiv would say mm-hmm. because I was saying them, because you were saying we'll them. We'll our name. And then we found out later that it was just from Family Guy. <laughs> like it was just like you were speaking your catchphrases from Family Guy and it yeah. had travelled down several lines to yeah, we were yeah, all right. speaking catchphrases. Yes, that's about right. <laughs> I had Family the exact guy. same. Character development myself when I went to college and everyone realized I was just doing Arrested Development <laughs> catchphrases. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I got away with probably like six months, eight months of yeah, people right. thinking I was really smart. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just Until they saw yeah. Arrested Development, yeah. right? Yeah. Quoting things, yeah. I mean, and that, I mean that's just yeah. um, either uh, a credit to um, Arrested Development's broad-ranging topics mm. or a harsh <laughs> criticism got a word of for the everything. fact that we kind of just don't talk about much. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. Are we ready? I'm ready. Who? So we got three big episodes, uh, TV shows to pitch. Who wants to crack off first? Um, why don't Why don't you kick it off? All right. Uh, Give us a good energy. Well, mine's going to take a lot of time because I need a lot of feedback. Okay, so just budget for that. We'll, yeah. s- we'll save it. We'll save it. And no criticism. <laughs> a lot of praise. Only constructive Handle praise. I need a lot of praise. <laughs> already, no criticism. You've heard this show before. The only thing we criticize is successful TV shows. <laughs> because you need to build a and feedback fatty. sandwich made out of totally fairy bread. <laughs> Layers of fairy bread. <laughs> Crush some Fruit Loops on top of that. All right. Mm. Um, so I've got a, I've got a, I, I, I know. That by the time this this episode come on, will come out, it'll be uh, as close to Christmas as we'll get without going over Christmas. Mm. So I'm going to. Um, this is a Christmas special. This TV show pitch. Mm. Uh, is it? Three. I've been watching a lot of Christmas specials. Ah. Okay, good. good. Yeah. Good. Informed, well informed. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I know that the genre. Both Nick and I have watched no Christmas specials <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to stay in line with our rule of no research. <laughs> no research. And I think that'll be evident in how I pitch this. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, <clears throat> a three part Christmas special called Christmas Nazis. <laughs> yes. I'm going to break this into the three parts, what happens in each episode. Part one. In this three-part miniseries is set in 1939 in Nazi-occupied Germany. It's the 20th of December, and Father Christmas has a tough decision to make. Never in his 2,000 years has he not given gifts to everyone or anyone. He even gave them to Pontius Pilate, and he killed Jesus, kind of. He decides, (laughs) though, that he must not give gifts to the Nazis. Santa arrives at the headquarters of the Third Reich to tell Hitler. Hitler does not take it well. Santa is shot in the head at the end of part one. Part two, Santa is dead. And the other Nazis, the Nazis have really screwed the pooch. Now they set about putting in their own division to emulate the job of Santa. They must try and make toys and deliver them to the children. Meanwhile, the elves are wondering, where is Santa? And the Nazis, they're stalling. At the end of part two, the elves discover that the Nazis killed Santa and they declare war on the Nazis. Part three, it's the eve of battle. And the Nazis have made two mistakes. 
Firstly, they killed Santa. Secondly, they let the elves find out. In this third and final episode, the elves go about setting up elaborate traps made from classic Christmas-themed gifts and the occasional crucifixion. It's an all-out bloody war as the elves eradicate the Nazis and in the process discover the true meaning of Christmas. Killing Nazis. Video game available <laughs> soon. Hmm. That's Christmas Nazis. Wow. wow. <clears throat> yeah. Can I just say I love it? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, you fit well. Let me present the other side of the sandwich. <laughs> I also love it. <laughs> um, do we reconcile the fact that Santa has clearly gone on to live beyond this time or is this alternate universe? Because as we know, Santa's still still going. What, what's the mythology of this universe? Is it... Um, Santa Claus, Tim Allen's Santa Claus rules, mm. or is it just he is is he immortal and he like has to disappear for a while? Well, or is he dead. I think when I when I first pitched it, I was I was gonna bring Santa back like in part three, kind of yeah. like a yeah a Gandalf returns. You know, he returns as like mm. Father Christmas Look to the East. Surprise! Vibes. Yeah, I'm back, baby. Mm. Uh, and then I white just Santa. didn't do that. And <laughs> Finally, Santa's white. <laughs> you know, <laughs> finally. Uh, Christmas we can all enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> finally. What, yeah. um, but then then I just kind of figured it's also like just about like, it, it's, it's a rewrite of history. You know, the elves mm. won World War Two. Um, yeah. Good. Yeah. Like it's Tarantino-esque. Yeah. yeah this yeah, is good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it kind of builds up ah. this political political thriller and then the third episode in my mind is just like really like build up the the nazis to be pretty bad just in case some people are sympathizing with them a little bit uh really build them up portray the the nazis as worse than they really were (laughs) yeah they they kill father christmas actually make Uh, them unlikable yeah (laughs) and then so that way when we when we hit this this just a really yeah gruesome tarantino Bordering on like saw, uh, in in my mind the elves are almost kind of like uh, Ewoks. You know, they just really set up a series of traps that um, yeah, that that decimate the Nazis. Uh, what I do you reckon, Arity? <laughs> oh, and I'll throw it over to you, Arity. You, you have five seconds to give criticism. Hmm, just barking like a dog. <laughs> How pathetic. <laughs> Um, no, she had to pick up a package. A uh, package that my dog alerted me to. What a life you must lead uh, to have packages delivered all times of the day. It's mm. a good life. Um, I just want to say, that, okay, uh, before we build it, I want to understand the scaffold. Um, so why? So Santa has decided that of all the people throughout history, the Nazis were the worst, and that there's obviously some trigger they've crossed some threshold of evilness that is like no this is too evil which implies that hitler is the is the most evil of all time of all time yeah 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 it kind of has that um yeah that is correct okay that's fine good um you i'm just trying to remember you you threw the word crucifixions in there a couple times are the are the in the in your mythology are the elves like super christian or are they like roman you did say crucifixions a few times, right? Yeah, I heard crucifixions. My ears picked up at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine yeah. too. I was like, oh, I don't think of Christmas as a very crucifixion-y time. It was, it was, it was at the end. It was. I said it once. Ah, uh, oh, okay. So. Just one. And just the one. That was uh, just the one. Singular. Once. We're allowed to have one. Just the one crucifixion, yeah. uh, which is just, yeah. I, you know, I kind of thought that um, 
it might be fun to see a Nazi get crucified. Not not for any other reason other than just that might be entertaining. Just pizzazz. It's a bit of fun. Well, because in my mind, it's yeah. all like Christmas classic traps. Like, I guess I think of part three mm. is kind of like... It's Home alone like right? X-rated Home Alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an X-rated Home Alone. And like, it's all like, yeah, you know, he uses baubles and he uses all kinds of like some Christmas decorations. Mm. And this is but like, you know, the streets like, of Berlin. you know, a Nazi walks along. He's like, oh, it's like a wooden train. That looks nice. And then like, I don't know, fucking puts his hand he, on it. Then he gets crucified. He, <laughs> <laughs> he puts, puts his hand in it and inside is a tiny crucifix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then yeah, he gets crucified. Then he gets crucified yeah. upon. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then I thought, you know, also like, let's just chuck in. Um, I mean, Christmas is, I guess, inherently uh, religious. So, okay. And the Nazis, careful with your step. The Nazis had uh, <laughs> the Nazis had had some, you know, some religious vibes about them. Obviously, they were they did they were against specific religions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, all religions that aren't their own, but specifically Jewish yeah. people. So that's fun. Use their own their own powers against them. Mm, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's nice, tasty. Can I ask, is the genre of this pure Christmas slash horror? Or is the genre like Christmas slash comedy slash horror? Is this like a Shaun of the Dead kind of thing? Mm. Or is this like a just a Christmas and Nazis? My instinct is... It should be totally comedy free. Yeah, right. Yep. Just right? and no like wink to camera, just no, 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 no like no. this is this is serious business. Just good old Nazis. I mean it should be comedy in the way that Tarantino is a little bit funny. Yeah, okay. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think like um yeah, don't don't have gags. I think that'll undercut undercut the kind of the, the message. Yeah. The meaning of true the true the message of Christmas. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that'll that'll. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. It'll, it'll become a bit hokey if you try and make it, you know, a comedy. Um, but I think yeah. it will be funny to watch because it's outrageous. Yeah, it's outrageous. Like it's silly. So, is there any element of like it's just? So, when you say the Nazis, you mean, um, you know, the higher the higher ups in the party of the Nazi party, I, I assume. But also, perhaps you've got like families of soldiers. Waking up Christmas morning, elves have dropped bombs down their chimneys. You have, like, basically a mass murder of the German people <laughs> come Christmas morning. Is that kind of the idea? No, no, it's just Nazis. Like, maybe we said it in, oh, like... It's purely kind of, Nazis. It's purely Nazis. Like, for some reason... Can we specify they're Nazis without families? <laughs> <laughs> because elves wouldn't orphan children. Uh, At Christmas. At Christmas, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Yeah, none of these Nazis have children. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Some of them have wives, but their wives, we point out, will find new lovers. Yeah. Can we have some kind of like flash forward to like a modern day and like some grandpa in a chair telling the story of the, <laughs> in of a the Second chair, World War? Yeah, reading this pop-up book. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the elves saved Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, we and can we can do one world? of those those yeah one of those classic cliche princess time bride. warps where it starts off mm. and it goes yeah, into yeah, the yeah. book and then yeah oh that's great comes that's out. perfect most Christmas movies do actually start like that yeah that's fair. that's that's ninety percent of them yeah yeah the uh, year was yeah. nineteen thirty nine <laughs> <laughs> the Nazis are just a bit of rhyming Poland. at the start like the Grinch a little like Susie doc- a little Susie little, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's um. 
let's make it for children. Let's make it for children. <laughs> and if whenever anyone like gets their head cut off, streamers and baubles fly out of their neck. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, let's make it, it really uh, yeah. surreal. Who's the who's the the guy that uh, the the Monty Python director guy, Gillian uh, Gillian? What's his name? Terry D- Terry Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam. Is that yeah. Gilliam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get him. Gilliam. Let's yeah. get him. He he seems like. Let's get him. Let's get him to yeah. direct it. I feel like. Yeah, he feels. I feel surreal. like he has a has his thumb on the pulse of what's good. He'll get tonally. it done. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it is a it's a three parter. So you release it what throughout December. Yeah, um, I guess you do it Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. Really. Oh. <laughs> Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the day when everyone hates Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could also do, in, in Scandinavia, they do this thing called Christmas Calendar, where every year they produce a new TV show that is like, I think they release every day, it's like 24 episodes, on the lead up to Christmas. Oh, that's cool. The, nowadays, they're pretty good. Hmm. Hey, they're pretty good. <laughs> wow. Um, I'll take your word for it. could do something, you could do like an Advent thing every Sunday on the lead up to Christmas, you release this new, you know, Christmas morning comes around and out comes this Nazi horror, not comedy. Yeah. For kids. Like, hmm. your kids wake up and the family kind of bunch around and watch the elves massacre mm-hmm. Nazis for 45 minutes. Perfect. Yeah. Gather children. I like it. Yep. Because it's in a world where, like, wartime powers, Axis and allies, need to confront the reality of Santa and his sort of third power structure. Right, because in some ways, like the elves supplant the Russians in this system, right? Where you know Hitler's biggest mistake was to attack Russia. Well, now we look back, and everyone knows when you grow up and you're taught in high school, Hitler's biggest mistake was to attack the North Pole. Yeah, (laughs) and like if he just not brought Santa into the mix, then he would have taken over. We'd all be speaking German. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) And that's why Santa had to die for the Nazis to lose. And that's why we all know today the European allied powers have to deliver presents to (laughs) To Mm. the people in his name. That's Mm. quite, that's, that's a nice Christmas origin story. I like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Gather around kids. We're going to tell you why we open. (laughs) We're going to tell you two stories. One is about Christmas and the other is about World War II. (laughs) Yeah. And they're yet, the same. They intersect perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> and why the military rock up at your door every day? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is why uh, German people give you gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Guilt. <laughs> it was a yes. pact. A pact they signed with the Julenfreude with the pr- bringing of presents. That's very enticing. Who is, I mean, it's the funnest question of all time, and it always is, but who plays Hitler and Santa? Do we just get Tim Allen again? <laughs> just go straight. Yeah, maybe. Tim Allen, he, Santa. For Hitler? Oh, oh I see. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, these days yeah, you prefer get Hitler. Tim Allen to play To play, to play Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> you know, Santa, do you know what I don't like about you? <laughs> yeah, great. Mm, that uh, is good. It would be nice to get like yeah, to really cast um anyone that's ever played a Father Christmas in this film. 
Mm. Do, do you think? Mm. Do you think it's an honor yeah. to play Father Christmas, like kind of like See playing a, being a Bond? Do you think, like, you know, mm. like, is Santa Bond Christmas Bond? Like, is yeah. it? Um, in a film or like in a shopping mall? Mm. <laughs> is that the same level of honor? I think, I think it's, it's a lower responsibility because it comes with lower power. Yeah, yeah right. I think same uh, same level of when you compare film Bond and I don't know a cameo Bond. On the <laughs> a of, Vegas, yeah, bond. Vegas, or someone like walking around Hollywood Boulevard <laughs> yeah, in costume. Yeah, still a weighty. And there's still something to it. Yeah, yeah. Still, got still have something on your take shoulders. Take that serious. Still take ten bucks to get a selfie, but yeah, I wonder if it feels prestigious to be kind of. Oh yeah, we've all we've played a Father Christmas at some point. Played a Santa. Yeah, we've all been there. The expectations are similar in that you have to like give it a fun twist, right? You have to. Give it your own special piquant yeah. version of Santa. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm thinking of a um, um, who's that nice gentleman who played bad Santa? Uh Billy Bob Thornton. Is that his Billy name? Bob Thornton? Mm, that was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. I mean, he didn't really. Although he famously he did it as a bad Santa. He didn't play. <laughs> yeah, I don't care for him. He, he he makes me uneasy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. He's done his job. <laughs> <laughs> Probably what he was. Yeah. I watched it to see a good Santa, and I got none of that. <laughs> I was sorely disappointed. Um, the uh, Jim Broadbent has actually played uh, Father Christmas in uh, two separate films. Mm. That's interesting. I, I do I like him. Thought that he was someone that I didn't know who he was. Who is he? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I've, al- I've always thought of Jim Broadbent as someone that I didn't know. <laughs> Who is uh, he? <laughs> Jim Broadbent. Uh, what would you know him from? Um, he, have you seen, uh, obviously you've seen the Harry Potters? He's Slughorn. Yes. Bridget Jones, uh, the dad. Yeah, great. He's 10 out of 10. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's great. He's been... Yeah, double, he's, double he's, Santa. He's played, times. yeah, a couple, yeah, yeah, double Santa. And like, not like, Santa. not like in a, you know, not in the same way that Tim Allen's, you know, done three Santa Claus films. Yeah. Mm. And I don't think he's dead yet, which is another thing that you guys have done a couple of times is mm, cast so. someone who's notoriously died. <laughs> I don't think so. I <laughs> think we should get Richard Attenborough starring in this. <laughs> Yeah, he already looks a little bit like Santa. He's perfect. In the fucking thing, (laughs) and we'll get Prince to do the soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be up for that. Um, Super dead, quite a bit dead. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and we could get Hitler to play Hitler. He's still alive, right? (laughs) From what I hear. Um, he, he's so we hiding have in the desert with Elvis. The protagonists of this three-part made-for-TV movie are the elves, right? Do we have a series of elves that we get to know? Or, or are they just kind of interchangeably killable yeah. like Oompa Loompas? That's <laughs> they just fodder. <laughs> the Oompa Loompas didn't die. Then. I always thought of them as disposable. <laughs> Collateral. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think we, we definitely have, like, a core uh, group of elves. Like, there's probably be, like, a nice head elf type vibe, mm. I think, um, uh, most certainly. I think uh, Mrs. Claus will um, mm. have a large part to play in, in the role of this. Um, yeah, I see her as kind of the emotional heart of Julie the Andrews. Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Yeah, 
I think Julie Andrews. <laughs> I think Julie Andrews would do this. Would be very good. Um, she would be very good. Um, She'd be very good. Hmm. So, like, first episode, very much, uh, you know, far FC, the big FC, and um, and like going in, and you know, he's making like a lot of it's like he's making the tough decision. It's really hard, mm-hmm. and like a lot of meetings, and then finally flies to to Berlin to chat to to Hitler about it, and then just gets shot in the head. And then, yeah. like, obviously, Act Two is kind of cut between the. Hitler kind of scrambling to like create, set up his own workshop to deliver gifts mm-hmm. um, <laughs> with, I guess, heavy <laughs> Nazi propaganda uh, yep. sentiment to them. And also um, uh, the elves, you know, over in the North Pole, they're like trying to work out something to Father Christmas. Mm. And when they finally find out that he's dead... Like, you know, like they're kind of like, they don't want to wage war. Then it's, yeah. So you, I guess you have this like core diplomatic team. And then when they find right. out, I guess maybe it could end on act two uh, with Mrs. Claus being like, to war! Mm. <clears throat> like I maybe... would answer Julie Andrews' call to war. Yeah. <laughs> I would go, yes, I would, queen. Yes, I would too. Yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. And then Act Three. Maybe you have actually. Maybe you have like alone. Churchill touches down, and he's like, "I've got something to tell you." He, you know, in his famous Great. German accent. <laughs> Let's, I've got something to tell you. I've got something. Is to Churchill tell you. Santa? Maybe, maybe Churchill is Santa. Maybe we get Winston we'll get Churchill, the real man, to play Santa, <laughs> the fake man. <laughs> <Still alive. laughs> maybe we can, maybe we can get um, Arnold Schwarzenegger to play the head elf. Uh, yeah, yep. shrink him way down. Yeah, <laughs> and that's good. Let's get Will Ferrell to uh, reprise his role as well as, as a, Elf, as, yeah. as Buddy the, the actual elf. character, as, yep. uh, Buddy the Elf. elf. And we get <laughs> Zoe Deschanel to reprise her character as a woman in a department store. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Which is unfortunately bombed during Act Three of this movie. <laughs> you just get like every now and then snippets of her like stacking shelves. We just use all the archival footage from Elf. (laughs) (laughs) We just use that shot from her in the shower again and again and again. Was she showering at the department store? What was? How did? Doesn't make a lot of sense. Where did? Where did we get? Why? Who's? Is that? Is that what's happening? Is that? Yeah, in America they have showers everywhere, man. (laughs) Is that true? Yeah, but only Zoe Deschanel was allowed to use them. That checks out. Mm. Uh, they call them Zoholes. <laughs> Actually, it's weird. It's <laughs> technically a brand name. <laughs> you have to pay a ten dollars every time you have to <laughs> mention every them. Every time you say Zohol. Um, um Where were we? All right, oh, we, then we what gotta uh, put a bow on this bad boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, good. Now it's tradition. We like to tear, as our Christmas tradition, tear it to shreds. So um, mm. you, you each get thirty seconds to like kind of point out the the major issues which if you can things. with this mm. nazi themed christmas special uh who would like mm-hmm. to tear it to shreds first well uh, the guests if you have do you, can you think of anything wrong with this um this is the most flawless production that i've ever <laughs> that i've ever heard of we always have this problem <laughs> <laughs> this is this is such a problem that um your ideas to- are 10 out of 10 the tone of it is bang on and i think it's it's going to be a home run for me the only problem is the logic of and maybe you did explain it but why the 
Nazis have to develop to, to deliver presents? Why do they need to fill that void of Santa? Is that clear? Uh, because of public outrage. Uh, Political why nightmare. did they? Why did they right. feel the need to go after Santa in the first place? Like, what? What's the? Because he wouldn't de- deliver presents. Because to he Nazis. wouldn't deliver presents to Nazis. That's right. Yep. And that that's bang that's on. Untenable. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's <laughs> unpenetrable. <laughs> that's, the that's more it. I think about it, the more <laughs> airtight it is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm afraid to even dig any harder for fear that it becomes an adamantium type plot <laughs> substance. You'll slip into the core. We wouldn't be able to fight our way out. <laughs> you would melt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, Perfection. I give it 20 seasons. 20 seasons. <laughs> I give it 20 seasons of the same three episodes <laughs> every <same>. year. <laughs> I think we redevelop it and then each year, uh, you know, it's the honour of someone else getting to play um, the big SC. Yeah, it's, it's the modern nativity play. No, no, no. I think it's like, you know how Stephanie Myers has re-released Twilight, but from Edward's right. perspective? Oh, Release great. it from different perspectives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. So it's like one from Santa, one from... Even though he's dead for a lot of it, <laughs> he is dead that'd be a short season. It just season. kind of like follows his corpse around <laughs> as it gets progressively more decimated you and just defiled kind of for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's from uh, we'll his eye it, point of view. You do kind of a peep show thing. Um, we'll have it yeah. so that um, once Father Christmas is dead, uh, Hitler yeah. gets his um, skull and skin turned into kind of like a coat thing. If you can imagine, oh, perfect. yeah, like he kind oh, of yeah, has yeah, yeah. the skull of Father Christmas kind of a, sitting a, on a his head, like yeah. a cowl of sorts, and, like, and that's a perspective you see it through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's so, cool. Like there's a camera inside the skull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you see the the perspective of Hitler and then the perspective of Father Christmas, it's basically the same, just a little bit higher. Mm. The cool thing about this is it's going to get cheaper and cheaper to film every year because you could just keep a lot of those costumes and sets, kind of like leave them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's really an unwatchable (laughs) production after the first few years (laughs) because everyone kind of knows the story and we're just seeing it from more and more blurry vantage points. (laughs) Mm. Actually, that would be my criticism of it. <laughs> is your suggestion it's sort of in power. <laughs> my only, again every time I scratch it heals stronger it's like a muscle <laughs> toning against my, my beating great alright uh, that is a fun Christmas special look we're going to take a little break uh, and have mm. a word from our sponsor and uh, mm-hmm. when we return it'll be uh, it'll be our guest a guest Great. speaker wow. with, with Arity Speed Roast. Great. We'll be back. Hey there, listener. Do you have a cool business idea and you're looking to try and get it in front of customers? Well, why not try and sponsor it on this podcast? Uh, we've got no sponsors, which isn't a good indicator of reach, but we'll literally sponsor your thing for free. So get in touch with us today, right now. Steamy Potential Podcast. Find us on Instagram. And you too can have an ad filled with random crap. Welcome back. Well said. Steamy potential. Steamy. Potentially. Oh. Potential. I can never remember. Uh, where we discuss great ideas for great TV mm-hmm. shows and why they definitely should be made and why all TV shows that have been made are 
A big pile of shit. Oh, trash. <laughs> <laughs> really think of our show as writing the first set of TV shows. <laughs> because everything that came before these TV shows are considered the before Christ of TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you got wow. for us, Arity? Well, mine Walters. is... Am I allowed to say your full name? <laughs> I don't care. And your address. Arity Reynolds <laughs> Walters. That's the one. I have an idea that it's it's not a funny idea. It's an idea that I've legitimately had for like six years that I would love your feedback on. Nick. Oh, so mm-hmm. exciting. So there's, this, there's, there's no joke here. <clears throat> this is just for real. And it's kind of like a... It's not quite semi-autobiographical so much as it is like... A what if, but um, but real people, yeah. Exciting. All right. Okay. Ready? <clears throat> well prefaced. All right. The regional town of Warnable is home to Name an amateur. <laughs> is home to an amateur youth theatre company, Holiday Actors. Every summer, a cast of teenage misfits grow in self confidence, discover who they are, and make lifelong friends. All the while, while putting on a musical. Each year at the cast party, someone gives a speech in which they profoundly declare HA isn't just a group of friends. HA is holiday actors. They're family. Except now this family's all grown up, moved on with their lives and trying to make their way in the world. When holiday actors declares they're going to do a once-off alumni show, what could possibly prompt these late 20-somethings to come back to their hometown, leave their jobs and move back in with their parents for a summer to put on a musical like they did when they were teenagers? Ooh, fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Is it real? <laughs> All right. Great. This was based on a real idea, which was um, the president of this theatre company. Um, her son was a cast member. This was the, this was, as you remember, Daniel, <laughs> this mm-hmm. was the theatre company we were in. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Good anyway, deep the background. <laughs> deep, deep. One of our friends' parent was the, president and she kept coming up with these elaborate ideas to get him to stay because there was an age limit where you had to leave at 21 it was like 13 to 21 year olds and she loved this time she had with her son so the year that he turned 21 she proposed upping that age limit to 22 i didn't know that <laughs> you didn't know that that's delightful <laughs> just keep upping and then, it yeah. every year yeah. upping right. the, uh, the breastfeeding limit what's the difference between 22 and 23 yeah, yeah. And then she came up with this legitimate idea a few years later, which was, why don't we do an alumni show and we invite back old cast members? And mm-hmm. I was like, I know what you're doing. Yeah. You just want your son back. You want back in the womb. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but we were all like, Getting back up no, there. Lyle. <laughs> no, name, no, no, no. Name to be announced. Everyone has um, lives now. They live elsewhere. Nobody continues their life in Winnable. We all move away. Mm-hmm. Why, how could people's lives have gone so much to crap that they go back to Warnable for a summer? <laughs> so, yeah. and, and again, w- this is all speaking hypothetically. Hypothetically. Warnable is a lovely place <laughs> where some delightful people live. So, um, uh, talk, talk me through like the, the, the TV show, because I think you've got like the, the base premise of a very good like kind of... Um, not coming it's of age, but yeah, like a heartwarming like, you know... Hmm. Uh, midlife crisis kind of like getting yeah. back to roots discovering who I, who who I am type type vibe so like what is the tv show is it so are all our core core cast of actors like what is there five of them six of them um there's four mains, four mains. and then there are 
Four principles. Four principles. And then there are several um, background crazies. Great, great, great. Mm -hmm. And so, like, are we... Did you want to... Yeah. Are the four mains... So, are their lives, like, are their lives kind of in tatters? Like, what are we we talking here? Yeah. Well, that's the idea, is that, like, this is obviously going to be a fictionalized version of each of these people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. which reminds me of a fan fiction, Harry Potter fan fiction that I wrote when I was 10, mm-hmm. in which I um, oh, I changed that. everyone's names. It was like me and my friends going to Hogwarts, except I changed all their names so I could talk smack about them. But then I wrote a key <laughs> in the back of the book so you could look up who was who. Great. I say we do that in the credits, you know, change everyone's names, but... But include included <laughs> names key. have been changed to protect the identities, and here is a simple key. And uh, this is where they if live. you choose to see it. <laughs> this is their children. That's right. uh, this is their, uh, their street addresses type. have been incremented by one to protect their identities. <laughs> so yes, this the first episode number. is sort of like so. Like, how has everyone's individual lives like? fallen apart to the point that they're like, you know what, maybe I'll go back to Warnable to do a musical like I did when I was a teenager hmm. with these people I haven't seen in years, mm-hmm. um, even though we swore we were lifelong friends. Yeah. And then over the course of, I'm seeing it as a one season thing, um, but like 40 minute episodes, like Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. So it's like a one story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Um, and it's the, why did they come? Um, the the process of rehearsing for a musical um, and then does the musical get put on in the end? That's a good debate about whether it actually happens, but it's the journey along the way. And so it's each individual person's character development. Mm. How do they change? What have they learned by going back to their theatre company and getting back to their roots? Mm. Do, do we get like maybe a, you know, a, it sounds like you could do like kind of like either like a skins or like a, a lost type vibe where you you focus your own hone in on like one character per episode you get like a little background briefing of of yeah of like what's happened you know flashbacks between and kind of their perspective like is that or are you thinking more we have it like kind of just in you know more kind of classic uh drama uh no i'm thinking like a um yeah i'm wondering about the style of because i feel like it would be comedy but I don't know if we write jokes. Like I feel like if it's just specific to these people are crazy mm-hmm. and make it as authentic as possible because I feel like I could just get out a diary of things that people have actually said over the years and just build it <laughs> out of that yeah. and hope that they don't sue. Yeah. Um. But do we go as authentic as possible and it's kind of like a dramedy, like that drama comedy kind mm. of element, but like – Authentic. Yeah, you shouldn't maybe hear the voice of the writer. If you know, like yeah. there shouldn't be a. It should be as yeah authentic, kind of like um, like a sea change. Do you ever see sea change? No. Are you about to misremember it for me? Yeah. Do you ever get around that, Nick? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you just froze slightly as you said absolutely, and I had a little glimmer of hope that someone's seen sea change. <laughs> no, um, God no. Great show, but like the okay. Let me let me not talk about it then, but just broadly say that it's that classic style of Australian television show that mm. is not. It doesn't sound like it's written by someone. It just sounds like you got a bunch of Australian kind of drongos in a room, and they're just trying to act like normal people. 
but it's just hard to act like a normal person when you're an Australian. And so it comes out funny, even if it's not yeah. meant to sound funny. Yeah. And also, like, I have a list of people who live in the town who mm. are mm. crazy. Yeah. And again, we'll change their name and put a key in the back so you can Yeah, and put them. a very simple key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very right. easy. Maybe actually yeah. have a small key. website. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But because it's a small regional town and it's, um, it's known as the home of Oddball mm-hmm. and the home of Tom Ballard, mm-hmm. those two things. Um, the same. Yeah. There's like, there's an array of quirky misfits around every corner. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, it's a world building as well. Like there's people in the world. Bit like parks and recreation, where you you explore all these different worlds. Mm. Yeah, I think it's um it's got nice legs because so, but then it's I, so I like... embedded in because it's embedded in in so much truth and in in many ways it is like you know it, it could be anyone's story could be mm. you know it's not like it's not you know Santa Claus and Nazis that is the kind of show that. <laughs> could Which everyone can relate to. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get a few in there. It's the a kind few of show, Santa Claus. A few Santa Claus. I mean, I don't know what play they're doing, but Just yeah, scatter it's, them throughout. It's the kind of thing that you could probably actually pitch, and you'd have a pretty good chance of getting picked up because, yeah, it's got that like Australian yeah. culture of small town uh, that that resonates mm. with a significant percentage of of the population. Um, What's the play that they're doing? It would. Um, well, I, I I don't know if we'd ever get the rights to this, mm. but um, the show I'm exactly thinking of is Beauty and the Beast. That time we did Beauty and the Beast and you were Lumiere yeah. and I was Mrs. Potts. Alan Menken's Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. But it's Disney, so absolutely not. Um, yeah. But you could... so Because to me, it would be a really fun structure to have... So the rehearsal process is going to form the scaffold of a lot of the the tv show right so they have to like each day that's kind of the driver i guess that's what forces them to have to get up every morning get to the hall and interact with each other because for some reason or another they've been coerced into coming back to this small town and what are they running from and mm. i feel like each scene that they rehearse can have a parallel oh that's good you know either in nice. their history flashbacks or in their own um their own struggle, their own battle that they're having with their midlife crisis. Mm, and even mm-hmm. maybe the characters That's that they good. play could represent uh, the kind of people mm. or life that they wanted. Yeah, like, Ooh, so for example, nice. so I played a, a candlestick boy mm-hmm. that we call Lumiere. Great. A wax man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wax man. Wax man. <laughs> um, and maybe in my in my life that I've kind of escaping from, I've been in a horrible fire <laughs> that has burned my hands to stuffs. <laughs> Make it very literal. <laughs> That's exactly what I had in mind. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe everyone else's is quite subtle. It's like, oh yeah, I see. That's kind of like their real thing. Like, and my um, thing is, my hands burnt into candles, and I can only hold um, <laughs> wax wicks. <laughs> Like, like, like um, one of the like the character who's playing um, Beast, Beast. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. like when he like moved away and he was quite like handsome, and um, one day uh, like an old lady mm. came to him and needed to stay the night. And he cast her away because she was old and ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and then she turned him into a beast. Yeah. <laughs> and since then, he's gone back home. And, <laughs> and he's running away uh, from his work 
at the Telstra shop because he's a beast. <laughs> beast. <laughs> and we can't hire a beast. <laughs> They're barely human. You can't pick up the, the phones to answer in the call centre because his hands are beast hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he can only reply beast. <laughs> he can't like talk about customer service or use the right <laughs> jargon because whenever he tries to think of a word all it comes out is beast <laughs> he says it kind of like beast. Gaston says beast <laughs> beast <laughs> beast yeah is that the kind so of idea that you have? <laughs> so that's, is that the kind of faint parallel that you is, were thinking that of? is one path we could take <laughs> I actually don't hate it. <laughs> I like the idea of <laughs> the the curse of holiday actors is that everyone is forced to in some way inhabit these characters throughout their lives. <laughs> and that as we go through like the first couple characters is just faintly aligned with their Beauty and the Beast character and then it gets more and more <laughs> absurd. <laughs> Yeah, I really like that. Well, how about we each make our individual TV shows and pitch them at the and same then we'll time? See. Then we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, like, I mean, even like you know, like whoever's beast, you know, could have been just like the hot kid in the holiday actors, and since then, you know, he's mm. well, he wasn't, but lost his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty can scratch. But he married someone really hot. Well, that checks that's out. That, well, that's all that matters, really. Yeah, like the show. Just like the show. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think in I think I think you could do some. Uh, yeah, like yeah, you could really it could really resonate with people if we if mm. you went a kind of more hardline <laughs> mainstream vibe to it. Um, who would you get yeah. to act in? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Um, well, Daniel, so glad you asked. Daniel thinks that it should be us, but. I have no intention of doing that. Um, but I think we should go uber realistic, like hyper realistic. And we get play ourselves, the actual people, and it's only faintly fictionalized. Yeah, <laughs> and you try and get all the real crazies in Warnable, um, some of whom are now in prominent council positions, <laughs> um, but still try and get them in the show. <laughs> I mean, you could if you, you you probably get the fucking Warnable council to fund it if you. Uh, do they have a film corp? <laughs> The uh, Film Corporation. Now. Someone funded Oddball, so I guess there's a Victorian film corp. Hmm. Must be something. We get some get some cash for this. We can do some Skull Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember you Skull got... Wars? No, what's Skull Wars? Do you there mean was Thumb Wars. Oh, <laughs> there was a local aspiring oh, filmmaker oh, right. who um, wrote, directed, composed the music for mm. a local. Um, sci-fi, yeah. yeah, called Skull Wars that mm. can be found on YouTube, and mm. I highly recommend you go watch it. Uh, you'll find a young Tom Ballard in there, and most oh. of hell- holiday actors as well who thought this was a great acting opportunity. Mm. Just turned out to be a black hole. <laughs> and like I knew so to say no. <laughs> I stand by this. <laughs> and from so a young age, had the foresight to not smear your own name with. <laughs> With trash, so uh, yeah. with that skull war heat. Skull war, yeah. uh, so okay, so the story engine, like the show engine, what's ticking along is mm. them because obviously we've got to come to a head at some point, and I guess that is the big show. 
Yes. Well, that's the question. What is the climax of this thing? I, I'm very keen for the show to never be aired. And that upsets cool. me really deeply. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which he thought would be exactly I, the point. <laughs> so, okay, explain your stupid idea for a climax and then I'll, I'll um, swoop in and save it. Uh, I just want the show to happen. But then you said well, that... boring. Um, go ahead. Yeah. No, you go. So, okay, here's the better one, which is mm-hmm. that the there's a huge meltdown and everyone fights. Um, you know, you have this, this simmering tension throughout the whole thing. Will they, won't they? The one that got away. Um, you know, their, their, their old rivalries come flying back and, and open I think that wounds. the director keeps quitting and we keep getting a new director in. Yeah, great. And then you get Every through a series of... Yeah, that's, I think there's always a new director. That's good. Um, so you have this turmoil throughout the the episodes and then the climax maybe like the second to last episode or something is everyone melts down and they go back to their old lives um and somehow the the musical still kind of happens in their own lives but it's like so you then like maybe the final episode is the musical of beauty and the beast or our um cheap (laughs) ripoff version of um Beautiful girl, schmoody and a yeast. <laughs> Beautiful girl and big hair man. <laughs> like, I think it would be funny to like that to be a part of the show. Like, they can't get the rights. Yeah, they to can't get the rights. Which is win-win because we can't get the of, rights. Plenty of <laughs> we can't even say the show that we can't get the rights yeah. to because <laughs> no one can remember the name. I like. I, I think you could. You should definitely draw parallels, right? Like, that's nice. You know, you have. These yep. people come back, whatever play they're doing, the characters, nice parallels there. And then also um, similarly, yeah, like to their own lives. And then I do like that idea of closing it at the end. You know, they go back to their lives and mm. it is the musical then. It gets like random musical climax episode, whether it's beautiful or dreary mm. is beside the point. But, you know, the real heart is mm. in, is in the kind of like, I mean, it's a, like I said, like midlife crisis, coming of age. Yeah. yeah what it's, a, it's, a, it's how do these characters change and what do they learn about themselves? And mm. yeah. What, what is that genre? There's what do you heroes call journeys that? Out the wazoo. Yeah. What do you call that? That, that genre? The, the like midlife crisis genre. Yeah. The learning a lesson genre. Mm. The learning lesson genre. <laughs> do we have a name for it? <laughs> you know. I'm so Hallmark movies? Is it Hallmark, <laughs> is, movie? is it Hallmark? Yeah, it, does, it actually also feels like it has a bit of a Christmas vibe to it. We could have said it at Christmas. There'll definitely be some Christmas in there. It's over summer. Yeah, that's true. There's a whole episode where we're just caroling at Gateway. That works. No, I, 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 it, it, it has, I think it has some good steamy, steamy potential. Um, it, it ticks oh, a lot of you. boxes in wow, terms I of praise. like if you're looking for um, funding or, or like pitching. Yeah, you know, I look at a lot of these forms often, and like this is this is kind of what they're after, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, like a, <laughs> an Australian authentic story set in a town, a drama, long form, forty minute drama, um, serial. Like, yeah, this is this is the this is the juice. Yeah, great. Well, let's just 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 mm. write it for me, and we'll we'll get it done. <laughs> great. Shall we take a short break and come back with pitch number three? Yes, yes, yes. Please do. Harry Potter's back. And there's a new enemy in town. Mysterious disappearances that he can't solve. But then it turns out it was aliens. 
He teams up with Ron and Hermione to fight the aliens, but it turns out the aliens were actually Lord Voldemort. That was the twist in the film. It's in the trailer, so not really a twist anymore. And also Ron dies. I'll mention that. Um, you probably don't need to see the film anymore, because that's, that's basically everything. The three big things. Aliens, Voldemort, Ron dies. And welcome back. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back. To. Welcome back. Steamy. Steamy potential. Potential. Why? That's right. <laughs> Why did we settle on this format? He keeps pausing, so I just know that it's the right time to jump in. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 We're, we're the home of smooth segues and. Mm hmm. Dan. um yeah well thanks friends through this we've talked your ear off long enough and we'll get right to our third pitch um so this is a horror comedy called moly and friends um inspired by underground dwelling classics like the descent Molly and Friends tells the story of a society of humans who for generations have never come above ground, originally the township of Coobapiti. One day, everyone decides to just kind of keep chilling below the surface, and they never looked back. We learn about Molly, the nickname for the main character, whose full name is Kenamola Roo, and his buddies, their families, the whole society of Coobapiti. But, of course, the township must feed and that is unfortunately often on the flesh of teenagers who go adventuring in the mines for a place to smoke weed and dry hump. And while the feasting scenes are terrifying and intense, we do not linger on them. We quickly return to this week's upcoming footy final against the next town over. Or should I say, under. Yes, <laughs> there are thousands of underground towns all over Australia that are fil- filled with cannibalistic blokes and sheilas. <laughs> Well, there's the Aussie twist on that, isn't yep. it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So again, another Australiana. Um, another kind of authentic Australian yeah. everyman Look, show. Three authentic Australian. <laughs> shows three authentic Australian Christmas Hallmark shows. <laughs> um, what was? What the are the m- odds that we would s- all bring the same theme to the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. What was the name yes. of the main underground I'm so cannibal? Glad you asked. Ah, <laughs> uh, Molly. Molly and friends. Kenamolaru. Kenna Molaru. Is that the place or the, the the guy? That's his full name. Mormodan. Is mole as in like digs underground? Is that the origin of that name, um, or did we just come uh, yeah, up with gibberish again? That, but his name is Kenamolaru, and that's my hill that I'll die on. <laughs> 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 so you shorten that to. Mole or Mole Boy, <laughs> which is short for Kenamolaru. And he happens to live underground. Good. But that's not special because everyone lives underground. <laughs> and, um, these big... He's not a Mole Man, if that's what you want. <laughs> these... <laughs> not a Mole Man. These big, the big footy match that's coming up, and I guess is underground. Yeah, like the Oval was underground. Yeah. yeah, of course. It's all underground. There's a cavernous system of mines. and Right, they don't um, occasionally yeah, kick the ball and it hits kind of the roof. 
Yeah, yeah. Like you can go Sometimes. out of bounds in the real game of Australian rules football. Right, but not up. You don't Sometimes the roof hit. will fall down when you hit a ball and kick it into it. Into a stalactite. Yeah, that's part of it. Because it's underground, right? That was the... Everything is underground. Everything. It's I all underground. I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> and do these guys all have like just the worst rickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're... Um, just the worst. Hugely deformed and not pleasant to look at. Bow-legged. But they're just like you and me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, pale bow-legged. So, so the, it is a horror, ultimately. Okay. Um, in the spirit of the descent, which I'm very glad to see you looking up the plot of the descent before <laughs> you give the plot of the descent. No, if I can be honest, I'm trying to remember the name of the man in the descent that we know, Leslie Simpson, and very good boy. His name is Leslie Simpson. Uh huh. Who Leslie's- is described on IMDb as um, born in Eston, North Yorkshire. Former director of a theatre company, and now he lives amongst the colonial commoners in Melbourne, Australia, and is quite partial to Aussie rules football. So that's good to know yep. that he will also be in our movie. So he'll be the lead. Molly and Friends. He'll, <laughs> he'll be, be the lead character Molly. He'll be, what was Molly. it? <laughs> Kenna Mollaroo. Thank you. He'll be Kenna yeah. You guys really are running out of names. <laughs> <laughs> so it took every me episode. 40 minutes Kenna, to think of that. Kenna Mallory. I would say I spent almost as much time thinking of a name as I do coming yeah. up with a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Have like you never I thought s- of just going on a baby names website? Has that never occurred to you? <laughs> You're just sitting there going, what names do I know? Yeah, that's um, how I generate Nick? The oh, no, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Nick 2. Fuck, that's just my name. Luckily, with a two. Luckily Nick, my, Nick, my pitch Ken and, had Ken and Nicky Root. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so, and the shows, obviously, they're yeah. interspersed with, like, the is, so it's, is it a comedy, like, when they're snatching yeah, these kids? It's, yeah, it's like, um, uh, it's like any good, oh, no, 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 it's not funny when they're snatching the kids. Okay. That's never funny, That's Nick. Why, what's funny about that? That's murder and cannibalism. <laughs> I want to be very clear. This move show is not going to be anything like a kind of um, Simon Pegg-esque romp through is it is it comedy, is it horror? There are parts that are funny, and that's when they're all just hanging out and being blokes and yep, talking Sheila's. shop. Yeah, and also there are Sheila's yeah. who play there netball. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what women play. <laughs> play netball. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, but when they do kill, it's terrifying, and you should be you should feel free to skip those parts. <laughs> and as will. I was writing this, I realized uh, my TV show ideas are converging on just one genre, and then there are little spliced in either a workout or um, a gynecological exam that kind of don't fit into the rest of the genre that were really just laziness on my part. But yeah, it's intense horror. Yeah. (laughs) Like goes from them peeling the skin off teenagers trying to dry hump that are slightly high to almost like genie from down under. Yeah, it is is Genie from Down Under. That's one of my favourite shows. (laughs) I think of that show every week, like once a a week at least. (laughs) I love Genie from Down Under. I could do the whole theme song for you right now. Um, We'll we'll splice that in at the end. Yeah, we'll get you to sing it and then that'll be the closing music. (laughs) It's maybe more similar to... 
the spirit of Round the Twist where there are inexplicably scary parts in Round the Twist that didn't need to be that scary. Um, but I guess what I'm thinking and of, it's like in it. also the same actors. You also get, you know, all those goodies. Mr. Dribble. Um, Gribble. Mr. Gribble. Yeah. yeah. What's his name? We knew that we know his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah but what's the actor's name? Oh, yeah. And we know him. Yeah. No, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, don't know his name, though. <laughs> we know him Let's really well. But I know yeah, someone I who knows him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I guess I'm thinking of it like, you know, at TV shows, we, you know, a big part of the TV show might be everyone gets together and has a dinner party and there's a big turkey, you know, it's a big turkey and they have a big funny dinner party. Everyone's talking about that. Except, of course, in their world, they need to eat young humans. Of course. But, of course, to them, it's not weird or unpleasant. It's just like serving a turkey at over Christmas and you have a big funny Christmas party episode. Um, so to them, it's still like they're still chatting and talking about the upcoming game. So it's just incidental. But of course, the process of eating and hunting these people is horrific. Yeah. To our, just incidental. To our yeah. yeah, it is incidental. I guess That's incidental is the right word. It's incidental it? horror. And like they're, they're little, <laughs> it's a comedy. Their little legs are kind yeah. of bound together with the twine from when they roasted it. And like yeah, their yeah, assholes exactly. are wow. stuffed with like kind of breadcrumbs, a lemon. They're stuffed with a turnip, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then they're just like kind of just carving into. Yeah, mm. I mean, flayed is probably the only way to describe it. They are peeled oh. like an onion from the outside. I hate this. Ogres are like onions. <laughs> yes, and then their bones are not used for anything weird. I mean, we don't. You know, cook it ground turkey. up to make their bread like giants. I would say fertilizer, like blood and bone. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. To grow whatever you grow underground, I root, guess mushrooms, root vegetables, mm. ginger, <laughs> and yeah, they have a thriving which they grow, but they don't eat because they only eat the children. Yeah. Right, they only well, use they the root vegetables to kill people <laughs> as <laughs> weapons. <laughs> they sharpen the ginger <laughs> as a kind of spear. Yeah, they lure grocers with the prospect of <laughs> getting a hunk of free ginger, yeah, which is valuable. to make a delicious fur that they use to lure uh, tourists. <laughs> to trap. <laughs> to trap in tourists. To trap um, the Southeast Asian tourists. So what is what is the the like what is the story? What is the the meat? Is it just is it the merger? Like what is the um I th- What's the th- engine? The s- Okay, what is the engine? Mm, I can see him thinking about this for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere in his eyes. I think it is irrelevant to them being (laughs) underground. Excellent. For starters. I think it's something like one of them runs a fish and... uh, Sorry, a human and chips shop underground. (laughs) And there is someone else who's arrived who's running a competing, like, human (laughs) and fish and chips shop. And they're like the big out-of-town... Um, monopolizing franchise and they've got to figure out a way to like um, publicize their show. That's episode one, right? That's just a way to get all, to get to know all the characters. And then it turns out this new person is actually really friendly. I think it should be a documentary. Like somebody snuck under there and is secretly filming them. And it's just Uh, like them living their regular family lives. I agree. Except that they, they, they're killing and eating people. So now it's kind of a documentary. um, What we do in the shadows. Australian yes. mole person, what we do in the shadows. That's yeah, right. you see, I get on board with this a lot more than the. the I think right. that's got legs. Human and chip shops. <laughs> but the, 
Which bit don't you get up on? I'm very hungry. I think like you just get a tad repetitive potentially, mm. um, but maybe with like mm. a modern family style. Um, yeah, that's right. It's modern family, but they are mm. underground cannibals. It's underground family. Yeah, yeah, it's that's great. And I guess I similar to what we do in the shadows, which did have like them hunting people, and there yeah, were yeah. some the occasional bloodbath. It would be like that, but much more explicit. And much less funny. Well, and, and they, they made because there's nothing funny. TV about show, there's nothing yeah. funny about murder. <laughs> yeah, it is a TV show, and I know that neither of us have really seen it, but I don't like it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> what we do in the shadows, mm. it's great. <laughs> it's but really should they good. have made it into a TV show? That's the question. Uh, Jermaine Clement, like, is one of the like creators yeah, of the TV right, show. Yeah. I I did see it. Now I remember, and I didn't. It, like no, it. it's great, and you're wrong. Hmm. What do you think, Nick? Do you like it or you don't like it? Yeah, um, no, I haven't seen it either, but yeah, I'm not a fan. You don't like it? That's a 2-4 and therefore <laughs> the, the so whole much. group votes that Never we don't like it and we did see it. So, uh, we I vote that we we're really going to need you to say that you don't like it now. <laughs> <laughs> Never. We just need you to say that. Overruled and motion passed. Um, okay. Okay, great. Do we have uh, do we have our thirty seconds to try and tear it to shreds? You can try, <laughs> <laughs> but you will fail. <laughs> um, well, obviously, I hate it, um, but mostly because I can't I can't like cut my finger and not throw up. Um, oh. So I yeah no, it's not for me. I, I think you that it's watch it. I think it's a ten out of ten, okay. but it's it's not Thank for you. me. Okay. Um, but that's that's just me. That's you fine. Know? Takes all sorts. It, it, it takes all sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't I can't fault it in any other way. <laughs> other than, other I, than you hate it. Other than I hate it. I can't argue with that. Your subjective truth. Is, My subjective truth. What was it called again? Um, Molly, Molly and, and friends. friends. <laughs> 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 with Kenna Molaranus. Fuck a Molly anus. Fuck a Molly anus. <laughs> Naming things have never been a strong suit of Stevie potential. What's they? wrong with Molly and friends? Naming people, naming fucking TV shows, naming <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> Molly and friends with our lead protagonist. Was it Kenneth Branley Molman? What the fuck was this? Kenneth, yeah, Bra- that's, that's Kenneth Branneroo. Kenneth Molleroo. Kenneth Molleroo. Fuck a Molly anus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, uh, Molly and Friends, uh, tear it to shreds. Okay, Molly and Friends, the mm-hmm. mockumentary style TV show about a bunch of mole, not mole people, even though it's called Molly no, and Friends. Just regular people. Regular, just regular people. They're just regular people. live underground and they eat people. deformed underground people. Uh, I mean, this is probably the most perfect show I've ever heard and I can't the thing. it. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. Is yeah. it's just too good. <laughs> That's the thing with our show and every show that we invent is if something's perfect, how do I say this? <laughs> I wish I could critique our shows, but to I to do so would be dishonest. Yeah, <laughs> and a disservice to our listenership. <laughs> we are many things, but we are not liars. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, thanks for this chat. Yeah, oh. I think that's a weird. Uh, was that to, to me? That was for everyone. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I included myself. And, in oh. <laughs> <laughs> First and foremost. And um, thanks, thanks for joining us. Gratitude. 
it's always nice to have uh, a fan and a celebrity. Uh, a fan and a critic. And yeah. a critic. That's me. Two in one, like uh, shampoo That's and right. conditioner in the same bottle. Ooh. Ooh. A revelation. Um, Game changer. As always, if you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend. Uh, you know, we'd love to have two people listening to it because this week, because Arity's in it, mm. there may be no one listening to it. That's so, right. Uh, I'm here. We're, I'm listening we're to it now. close to the rule of not having more people on stage than in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we will catch you all next time. I've served a lot uh, of masters. Yeah. Now I want to go back home where I can be free. Then you came along with the opal in your hand. Now your every wish is my command. That's right. Genie, genie from down under. Make my wish come true. Oh, Draybon. Genie, genie from down under. I wish you'd do what I want you to. All right, then. Genie from down under.